Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, why budgeting is, in fact, important. Uh, and it's going to be based on an article that's making the opposite uh, claim that budgeting isn't all that important and budgeting doesn't work as well uh, as we say it does. Uh, and I'm going to make all the points as to why I think budgeting does work, uh, why I still make a budget, and ultimately why if you are going to be a good manager of your money over the long term, you need to make a budget too. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis. Now this weekend, as I do, uh, I was just looking through uh, some articles and just trying to find articles that I thought uh, could be useful for you guys and that maybe made uh, some good points. But uh, often I'll run across an article that doesn't make good points. It makes bad points. Uh, and it makes points that uh, I want you guys to be you know, understanding that these points are out there. Uh, and I want you to know that people will make certain arguments, but uh, the points are just wrong. And this article, I believe, uh, just makes the wrong point, right? Uh, And it just basically tells you that, um, hey, it's okay if you don't budget. And it's okay if you don't track your expenses. It's okay if you don't do those things. Um, You know, you can be financially successful without it. And I think you could be financially successful without it, but I think it greatly diminishes uh, your chances of being financially successful over the long term, right? That's why the first thing that I tell you to do in the financial action plan is to have a unique monthly budget. If you don't have that, then you shouldn't even be moving on to any of the other parts, right? We need to be tracking what we are doing. We need to be tracking uh, what we expect, meaning that we expect something in the first place, uh, and then ultimately uh, what we really spend on a month-to-month basis, seeing how much those diverge from one another, uh, and then making proper adjustments as we move forward so we can plan uh, for how much money we'll have left over. We can plan to save money. We can plan to pay off debt. We can plan uh, to do all these other things with our money uh, because without a plan, uh, then what are we going to do, right? Uh, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail, right? The, the, the old saying goes. So um, if you don't want to fail, then you need to have a plan and you need to have a good one, right? And the budget should be your good plan for your money. So I'm going to walk through this article. This article goes through um, the the opinion uh, that this particular lady has, Trina Paul, who's the um, the writer of this CNBC article, uh, entitled, Here's Why Budgets Don't Work for a Lot of People. So she says, if you're interested in personal finance, you've probably heard the tried and true advice that budgeting is essential to achieving financial independence. 
Uh, we're often told that if we don't diligently track our income, expenses, and debt each month, we won't ever get our finances in order. It's easy to understand why so many personal finance experts recommend budgeting. It's a simple solution to a complex issue. By understanding your monthly inflows and outflows of cash, you can identify where you're spending too much and cut down on those expenses, or you may decide to supplement your income with a side hustle. Budgeting is meant to force us to confront what we might not want to know, uh, whether it's that we should have opted for a studio apartment instead of a one-bedroom, or we really just need a new job with higher pay. If you're hesitant to create a budget or the thought of one scares you, you're not alone. A 2020 Intuit survey of at least 1,500 people found that more than 60% didn't know how much money they spent the previous month. Uh, if you've tried making a budget and you're unable to adhere to it, it might not be your fault. Uh, select, which is CNBC Select, uh, spoke to a policy expert and finance expert about why so many people fail at budgeting and what they can do instead, right? So I, you know, I, I don't want to get too into this, but, you know, I just feel like, you know, we're constantly as a society just making excuses for the things that we, you know, are too lazy to do uh, or the things that we uh, know we need to do, uh, but we don't want to do. And I think people know that they need a budget. I think people know that they need to know where their money's going. Right uh, out of that survey that said you know sixty percent of fifteen hundred people didn't know how much money they spent the previous month. That's not something to brag about. That's not a good thing, right? A good thing would be that you know sixty plus percent did know how much money uh, they spent each month, right? And the fact that that's the case doesn't mean that we should just um, you know succumb to it. It doesn't mean that we should just uh, decide that oh, since sixty percent of the people don't know how much money they spend, then we shouldn't even try to make them know how much money they spend. No, we should, right? And you you may say, oh well, what if people are financially successful without knowing how much money they spend, right? Well, maybe some people are, but. My guess is there's at least 60% of people who are not financially successful, who are financially normal, meaning uh, in debt, don't have an emergency fund, uh, you know, fail to save money every month, fail to uh, get further out of debt, fail to um, you know, make substantial financial progress over a long period of time. That's just the average. It just is, right? Uh, so we shouldn't be shooting for uh, what a survey says in a negative light about what people do financially. We should be doing uh, the opposite, right? We should be the weird people, and we need to know how much money we spend every month. So there's two big points uh, that are made in this article, um, and again, I, I think they're both bad points. I think they're both points that we can um, you know, go about uh, correcting on our own, right? We Things and actions and mindsets that we can correct on our own, um, but I, I think that they are true, right? I, I think that they are true in the sense that these are reasons why people don't budget, right? Uh, but I don't think they're true in a sense that they are reasons that we shouldn't budget, okay? So here's the first. It says budgeting can encourage a restrictive mindset around money. So they're not wrong, okay? Uh, and here's why they're not wrong. Because a lot of people view budgeting uh, as handcuffs. Okay, but the the and, and when I'm saying handcuffs, you know, what I'm saying is, is like, um, you know, my hands are tied together. I can't go any wider. I can't spend anymore. I can't do anymore. Uh, I'm restricted. Well, maybe some of you need to be restricted with your money, first off. Right. Uh, but 
it shouldn't make you feel restricted. A budget should not be restrictive. That's something you have to get over on your own. That's something you have to get over psychologically. Budgeting is not restrictive, right? Budgeting is going to give you freedom, okay? Just like any other type of discipline in life. There, you know, Jocko uh, Willink. I don't know if you guys uh, have ever heard um, of um, Jocko Willink, but he's been on like Joe Rogan um, and, you know, all these different types of podcasts and, uh, you know, used to be a Navy SEAL and uh, just has a great story. And he has a book that's literally named Discipline Equals Freedom, okay? And this is like saying uh, discipline is bondage. Discipline is restrictive. Discipline doesn't allow me to do what I want to do. That's what this argument is. But I'm making the opposite argument. I'm saying discipline equals freedom, right? Having discipline about your money, budgeting your money, is going to free you up to actually, one, have money, right? And then, two, use your money in the way that you would ultimately like to, Right. Uh, if you are in, you know, financial straits, you you don't have uh, options. Right. You don't have the ability to make choices for yourself. Uh, then you probably feel pretty lost, and you probably feel like nothing works and nothing's going to work. Right. But if you do have money and you do have options and you're financially free, then you can probably attest to the fact that a budget helped you to get there. Knowing where your money was going helped you to get there. So. Let's see what um, the writer here has to say about this. So, for many people, budgeting can be similar to dieting. You might eagerly create a new budget or start a new diet in the hopes of saving enough to go on vacation or shedding a few pounds, respectively. However, after you slipped up by eating a slice of cake or by spending too much on a new winter coat, you might be tempted to tear up the budget or say, screw the diet. Now, this isn't, again, this is not false, okay? But the notion that we should just stop there, right? The notion that we should just give up once we have uh, given in once, right? Is such a, I mean, I mean that's a pitiful notion, right? It's pitiful that, uh, you know, let's say you're trying to lose weight and you eat one piece of cake, that that should ruin your whole diet, right? Uh, it's pitiful that if you're, you know, trying to, uh, you know, not spend as much money, you're trying to limit your spending, that when you spend money on one thing that, that's the end of the world and and that we should just say forget uh you know going about saving money or or going about paying off debt or whatever else or go you know in this case going about budgeting right that's not the way you should think about things right you can remain disciplined you can come back to discipline but this writer's making the argument that no we can't you know we can't come back to discipline because it's too hard now i don't care if it's too hard this is something that you need to do to be financially successful so the language around budgeting and dieting, uh, they often have moral connotations. You're sinful and gluttonous if you indulge by breaking the diet or overspending. And you're self-disciplined when you can adhere to strict uh, spending limits or calorie counts. Well, you are self-disciplined uh, if you can adhere to strict spending or calorie counts. You are self-disciplined, right? Have you ever tried uh, to you know eat less than a certain amount a day? I mean, it, it can be difficult, right? Have you ever tried to, you know, go from spending a lot of money every month to almost spending none so you can make financial progress? It's difficult, right? But things are supposed to be difficult. Things worth getting are supposed to be difficult. Now, um, I don't agree with the you're sinful and gluttonous when you would indulge and break the diet or overspend. That's not what I'm saying to you guys, okay? Yes, I'm saying that 
many of you do spend too much money, right? Uh, and maybe that should not be the case, right? But that's not to say that you are morally wrong, right? Uh, or that I'm morally right for budgeting, or I'm morally right for planning out uh, where my income goes and where my expenses are going. Um, th this is not a moral judgment, okay? Uh, but ultimately, self-discipline is required. You must be self-disciplined in order to be the most successful with money that you can ultimately be. So if you fail to stick to your budget uh, or diet, it can often feel like a reflection of your character is what the writer says. And it shouldn't, okay? Uh, again, these are just decisions that you make. But these decisions are an outflowing of who you are. Uh, and it's an outflowing of what you're about. And ultimately, what would I rather be about? Would I rather be about self-discipline? Would I rather be about um, you know, being able to control my actions and uh, actually do the right things? Or um, should I be willing to just say, ah, forget about it. Who cares how much money I spend on whatever? You know, I'm going to just do my best. No, that's not the way that you go about it. Um, you want to do your best, of course, right? Uh, but how do we do our best? We do our best by being self-disciplined by having rules for ourselves. We do our best uh, by having a set of guidelines by which we live our lives, right? Uh, and with money, it is no different. And so uh, the article goes on, budgets don't work for many people in the same way diets or one-size-fits-all eating approaches don't work long-term. Instead, I believe that finances are personal. In the same way, it's not about dieting, but rather eating well. Okay, I don't see... Uh, the difference there. I don't believe it's about budgeting, but rather spending and investing well, says Melissa Brown, author of Budgets Don't Work, but this does. Well, how do you plan to invest and spend well? Well, you need to budget, right? You need to know where your money is going. Again, it, this is not rocket science, right? We're using the word budget, but all the word budget means is to plan and track. That's all budgeting is, planning your expenses, planning where your income's going to go, and then ultimately tracking where your income went, tracking your expenses. This is not rocket science, okay? Um, so they're making this sound all hard and that, you know, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Well, yeah, it, it kind of is. It's kind of something that we can all do. We can all, uh, you know, figure out how much money we're making, and we can all at least estimate our, you know, income and expenses and have a budget written out. We can all do that. Uh, and budgeting is not a static thing. I've told you guys this before. Budgeting isn't something where you just set it and forget it, right? They're saying that it's some, you know, moral judgment or has some moral connotations. No, it does not, right? Uh, because ultimately, if you mess up, I give you and and I, you know, offer you the free reign to say, hey, I messed up, but what can I do about it instead of just wallowing in the mess up, Okay. And this article says, when budgeting doesn't work for people, it can leave people feeling worse about themselves. And there are a variety of reasons why budgeting might not be compatible with people's lifestyles. Well, if you are financially in you know, dire straits and you're struggling financially, um, you need to make something compatible with your lifestyle, right? Uh, you can't make you know, a, a, a lifestyle that is irresponsible and not self-disciplined, you can't make that coexist uh, with a life of not caring about where your money goes and not tracking your money and not doing all the right things with your money. You can't do that, right? Uh, because if you try, 
uh, then ultimately you're just going to quit and you're going to say, forget it. And you're going to be like this article and say, oh, it doesn't work for me. Right. Um, and it may make you feel worse about yourself. It may make you feel uh, worse about what you're doing. But budgeting works. I don't care, um, you know, what this little you know article may think, you know, about, you know, your psychological health when it comes. It, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Ultimately, the people that I'm talking to on a day to day basis, the people that I'm trying to help. Uh, with their money are people who want to be helped with money, are people who are struggling with their money and are willing to do things to get out of you know the predicament that they're in. Sure, if you're you're in some little you know comfy predicament, you have just enough debt, and you hey I can service this debt and I can do all these things, and I don't care so much about being you know financially free or financially disciplined in the way that you're talking about. Then guess what? Don't listen. Uh, to what I'm saying, that that's fine. I'm I'm not mad at you, right? Uh, but what I am saying is that when you get to the point that you want to get out of debt or you want to uh, be financially free and you want to make good financial decisions, you have to. You have no choice. You must be financially self-disciplined, right? And you must make good financial choices based on some type of plan. And I am giving you a plan, right? And a budget is a good plan. Right. Um, but nonetheless, look, I, I just I want you guys to know that planning your income and expenses is a huge deal and you should do it regardless of your lifestyle. Right. Anyway, I digress. We move forward. OK. Then this article says budgeting is difficult when your income or spending is inconsistent. Well, you think everybody spends the exact same thing every month or everybody um, you know, is making the exact same amount of money every month. Now, the latter here is far more true than the former, right? Um, a lot of people make the same amount of money every month based on salaries. That That's very common. Um, but almost nobody spends the same amount of money every month. So this, I don't, again, I don't think this is a good argument. But um, this says that like many people, uh, spending an income can vary uh, month to month in my house. This writer says, Sometimes I'll have greater expenses due to doctor appointments or weekend trips I'm taking. Uh, budgeting requires that people set limits on their spending. Uh, so when you have income or spending that varies on a monthly basis, uh, it can be especially hard to stick to a budget. Okay, let's stop. And let's just talk about what we do uh, when we have variable things in our budget. First off, right, if, if you are trying to get out of, um, you know, financial hardship and you're trying to get yourself into being financially successful you're you're working through that part uh, of the financial action plan and that part of um, your financial life then you don't need to be going on weekend trips okay you don't need to have a bunch of you know extraneous spending you don't need to have a bunch of things that you're spending money on uh, that are just out of the blue and um, may cost a lot of money you don't need to have that now even if you're in a good financial place and you do have that, well, guess what? You should plan for these things, right? You should plan uh, for these things to occur. People are like, well, what about spontaneity? What about being spontaneous? You can be spontaneous from time to time, but you need to have money in the budget so that you can be spontaneous, right? You need to have some miscellaneous, spontaneous, you know, all these aneuses. Uh, you need to have these uh you know, funds set aside so that you can get to those funds uh, and not be in the red after a, you know, after a you know long month or after, uh, you know, all the other spending that you do uh, in that particular month, right? 
So um, I'm not against spontaneity. I'm not against weekend trips, but I'm against not having money for those trips, right? And then if you have something like a doctor's appointment, that should be known well in advance. Uh, you can budget that 100%. And if um, it's just you know an emergency or something like that, well, that's why we build emergency funds, right? Because that may be outside the lens of what the budget is. Now, a routine doctor's appointment should not be uh, where you, you know, dig into your emergency fund. Uh, but if you have, you know, an ER visit or uh, something that is emergent, something that you did not plan for that is costly, uh, then that can be something you go to your emergency fund for. But neither of these are good examples uh, as to why you would not need to budget, right? Um, of course, people's incomes and spending may vary, right? Um, and of course, it's hard to stick to a budget regardless, right? Uh, sticking to a budget is not easy. But doing so is worth it. Now, the article continues, theoretically, budgets uh, can be used to smooth consumption and spending over time. Families can save more when they experience income spikes and then use those savings to tide them over when they experience a decrease in their income. Finally, something that I um, you know, agree with here. But again, the, the writer is making the assumption that budgets must be static and that spending must be static, and that's just not true. Now, according to a 2019 J.P. Morgan uh, Chase study, families needed just six weeks of expenses in order to sustain themselves if their expenses uh, increased, such as an unexpected car repair, right? And their income decreased temporarily. Uh, 65% of families, however, did not have enough money to cover six weeks worth of expenses. That's no surprise. We know that. Uh, so if budgeting works when people plan ahead and save for hard times, why does it still fall short for so many? Well, this never said that those people were budgeting, right? This says families, right, just needed just six weeks of expenses in order to sustain themselves uh, if expenses increased and income decreased, right? It says 65% of family did not have enough money uh, to cover six weeks, six weeks worth of expenses. This doesn't say anything about budgeting, right? It says, so if budgeting works when people plan ahead and save for hard times, why does it fall short for so many? Because a bunch of people don't plan and save for hard times. Uh, that's not rocket science. It's not rocket science to think that everybody uh, doesn't do that, right? We're, we're making an assumption here that says that, oh, everybody plans for the future and everybody has money set aside for hard times. That's not true. Most people don't. Right? That's why what I am teaching on a regular basis is to do so. What I'm teaching on a regular basis is for you uh, to limit your spending, is to budget, is to plan ahead, is to save for hard times. It works. That doesn't fall short. Right? What falls short is what American families think they should be doing financially because they're looking at articles like this and going, I don't have to budget. Right? Budgeting is not helpful. Budgeting is not a tool that I should use. Right? This is giving people a cop-out. Right? And ultimately, people don't need a cop-out. What they need is a good plan. What they need uh, is something that they can actually follow. And ultimately, a budget is a great part of a good financial plan. Okay, So uh, that, was a, that was a pitiful um, you know, question to ask there. Uh, but they try to give an answer, and they say, well, the answer is complicated. Right? Uh, Sheeta Elmi, a, a research program manager at the Aspen Institute Financial Security Program, notes that many of the families who experience income volatility or annual income gains or losses of more than 25% are more likely to have inconsistent hours, lower wages, and lack employee benefits like paid, parental, or sick leave, which, again, I don't know what this has to do 
uh, with budgeting because you can still budget in all these cases. But nonetheless, um, Elmi says, I worked with this group of nonprofits that works directly with low and moderate income households called the Consumer Insights Collaborative. Uh, so one of the things that came out of this research was that uh, really one type of worker, higher income full-time employees, receive workplace benefits, and it really uh, stands a reasonable shot at financial security. Oh my goodness. See, so th now this article is trying to say that, hey, the little man can't get ahead, right? The, the little guy can't budget. The one who doesn't make as much money can't budget. The hourly worker can't budget. The one who doesn't receive um, you know, workplace benefits, they can't budget. And it is crap, right? If anybody can benefit from budgeting, it is the little guy. It is the little guy who doesn't make as much income because then you can actually tell that income where to go. Right, and you won't be worrying about where it went because you'll know where that income went. And you may say, "Well, you know, what if I'm an hourly worker? What if uh, this, that, or the other?" Well, you conservatively budget, right? You start with uh, a bare bones budget that is the minimum that you think you're going to make in a month, right? And you start with that, and you start with uh, all of your needs, right? All of your primary needs as far as expenses go, and then. Any extra money that you make above those primary needs, you should have uh, everything else as far as expenses laid out afterwards, right? Uh, and things that you would like to do with your money after your needs laid out afterwards, right? Uh, and then any extra money that you make, just go right down the line uh, of the things that you want to do with your money. It's not that difficult. It's about being flexible, right? They said earlier that you know budgets are restrictive and budgets keep you from doing what you want to do. Quite the contrary, right? Budgets are flexible. Budgets are going to allow you to run them, right? And you can be flexible. Uh, it's all about mindset, though. So I'm just going to continue with this article who um, and I'm just not on board with, but it says there's a significant number of families who struggle with income volatility. That's probably true, right? Uh, 2015 Pew study says that 34% of families reported experiencing income volatility. Uh, this uh, Elmi suggests uh, that many of the financial hardships that low and middle income families are struggling with can't simply be addressed with a budget. She points to policy uh, and employer-led solutions like the expanded child tax credit, paid family uh, medical and sick leave, higher wages, and consistent hours to help families weather financial hardships. So again, what's this article saying? That the little man can't do it, you can't do it, right? If you don't make enough money, you can't do it. So we have to uh, let Washington do it for you or let your politicians do it for you, right? Which is crap. Right. I'm sure there's things that Washington could do to help lower and middle income families in a real way. Right. But we're going to rely on them to do so. And we're going to say that, oh, you know, there, there are things you know, bigger than a budget. We just can't address these things with a budget. Well, you can start with a budget. Right. But again, this is just being used as a cop out for those who don't want to do it now. There's also a role that financial technology can play uh, in helping build up short-term savings, this article says. For families and individuals who experience income volatility, automating a set amount of savings each month may not be feasible. Why? It, right? It, again, if, if, if your income's volatile, you can plan to save a certain amount, and if you don't make enough money to do so that month, you don't have to save it. Nonetheless, right? Instead, uh, Elmi uh, recommends tailored automation, uh, which sets aside different amounts of money based on your spending habits, which is what I just suggested, and that can be a part of a flexible budget. Um, so, you know, 
no reason to continue there, right? That we, we actually agree on that, but they're saying don't budget. I don't get it. So look, the bottom line in all this, and I, I'm not even going to continue with the rest of this article. I just don't think it, it aligns with what I'm teaching on this show at all, right? I think they're giving you a reason or reasons uh, why you shouldn't do something that is actually going to help you financially over a long period of time, okay? You need to budget. It's why it's the first thing I ask you to do in the financial action plan, because it is the most important thing. It's the most important thing to being financially disciplined. It's the most important thing to having a good plan and following that plan and staying uh, with that plan over a long period of time. Yes, is budgeting going to be easier for somebody with a stable income? Sure. Is it going to be easier for somebody who knows what their expenses are going to be better? Sure. Right. Uh, Is it going to be easier for somebody who makes more money to allocate their money? Sure, right? Is it going to be easier for somebody who has a natural slant towards organization? Sure, but does that mean that other people shouldn't do it? No, right? Uh, And does it mean that it's only valuable to those people who fall into those categories? No, it's actually probably more valuable for the people who don't, okay? So know that budgeting is important. Know that um, you know self-discipline in your finances is important, right? And having a plan, knowing where your money goes is vital to being financially successful over a long period of time. And don't let anybody tell you different. I don't have any dog in the fight as to whether you budget or not, right? But I know what works, right? I know it works for me. I know it works for others, right? And budgeting works and sticking to a budget works, right? Uh, Rachel Cruz, who's part of the, you know, Ramsey Solutions uh, group, she, you know, makes a a really good point all the time. She says uh, that budgets, they aren't handcuffs. They don't restrict you, right? But budgets give you permission to spend. And all you have to do is you have to change that mindset from restrictive to permission to spend, and you can uh, open yourselves up to tons of freedom that comes from the discipline of a budget. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.